Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha. Delta, yeah. Dukes. Dig it. There but for the grace of God, do with me. shouldn't be though. Welcome, friendos. Welcome into the friendly confines of my auspices. It is the Chad Dukes Show broadcasting live from beautiful downtown Old Town Fairfax, Virginia. The heart of Old Town Fairfax, Virginia from the Fortress of Solid Dudes. Presented by Monk's Barbecue and Flying Ace Farm. I highly recommend you check out both some point this weekend. I am your host with the most big shoot on the internet, screaming into a computer the way everyone does in 2021. I am joined, as always, by my executive producer, the Cold Soldier, the captain of the Snake Wranglers, whatever the name of his goddamn flag football team is, uh, Gigantor in here with me, baby girling it up. What's up, Tor? Happy Friday to you. Uh, happy Friday, and i just like you to know that you're not alone where people will just call you right during the middle of recording. Is that what just happened? I just received the call. Yeah, that person will not be getting a text for another 30 minutes. <laughs> well, I, I don't get it. Like, I spend all day long looking at my phone hoping somebody wants me for something. Uh, and then nobody ever calls or texts unless I am doing this or I'm doing a gaming stream and that and then the phone is just vibrating off the hook. I don't know. It's a I don't know if it's a kismet. I don't know if it's some sort of Quan or Chi or maybe even Quan Chi, the mythical sorcerer from Mortal Kombat, any of those things. But it does seem to be out there, Tor, that the time the call is when we're speaking into these microphones. I don't think I'm putting out an energy that says call me in mm. between 11 and 2 p.m. Maybe I am. Maybe that's when other people... Ta-da! It's, it's just... <laughs> Phone just went off. Here it is. We, we did I think it. I heard vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> Decline. My God. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, boy. Uh, welcome to the program, friendos. We greatly appreciate you. Of course, if you like what you're hearing here today, you can go to chaddukeshow.com. Sign up. Become a subscriber. You get four episodes a week uh, and a bonus episode. I just feel comfortable saying that's something we're doing right now, even though that's just what it is, a bonus episode. And uh, they're really being received well. The shows we're doing. That's bad bubbly, isn't it? It's still bad. I appreciate you, by the way, slugging those down. Whoever brought that, let's put it out there if you're coming up to the Fortress of Solid Dudes for a show or anything like that. The, um, how do you even say the, the title of that fucking drink there? LaCroix Pastique. Pastique? Pastique, I think. Yeah, I think that's uh, Magneto's henchman that can change your colors and uh, turn blue and all that stuff. Uh, please don't bring that flavor anymore. Whoever brought it, it's fucking awful. But luckily, uh, Tor is a bit of a landfill dumpster. Uh, disgusting uh, uh, trash bin where he will just consume anything that's around. So thank you for falling on that sword for the good of the show. Um, we had some, I tell you what, 
I think last week tour was the best week of shows we've ever done. I think this week might be the most interesting week of shows we've done. Not all good, not all bad, but all of it was interesting. It started with we had a um, we do a show so not every Friday night, but most Friday nights it's called the Friday Night Hoot Nanny, and we had um, a really bad rendition of it about what a week ago now. Yeah, and so we. We didn't put it up on the website for people to listen to, and we had an enormous controversy surrounding that. I still don't fully understand it, so we had to address that. Uh, somebody, well, you're going to hear today, we got an unbelievable gift given to us by uh, a listener that comes up here and joins us in the studio from time to time. And Taurus gifts go. Uh, it's certainly. I slept with mine last night, by the way, just so you know. And I have, I've gotten in two arguments with my wife already about having this gift in the bed. Uh, with us and I keep having to say look it's on my side of the it's swords somebody gave us swords <laughs> I've had friends uh, try to trash talk the swords because I see what? how jealous they are that's all that it is I have swords and they don't seriously bro if I had a friend trash talk those swords I might reevaluate whether or not we can spend time together well, spiteful that I got swords and he didn't. I got to say um, I've given a lot of gifts and I've received a lot of gifts I, I don't know anything's at the top of sword you know, I've given all types of, even bladed weapons. I've given machetes. I've given hatchets. My brother and I have exchanged firearms in the past. I don't know, for whatever reason, Tor, a big fucking samurai sword and a, the dagger that goes along with it with the belt to tie around so you can walk, you know, the world, the earth, having adventures. It's one of the most spectacular gifts I've ever received. Now, you have given me fantastic gifts. Uh, Thank you I've for acknowledging that. You have given me a, a new Xbox, which I use basically every day the series s by the way not it, an xbox one yeah it is just so much fun or series I x i don't cannot know. stop thanking you about it that also uh developed a lot of envy from my friends good good that's good <laughs> what do they think that you're my boy toy you're just a sexy boy you're my you're my diesel to my Shawn michaels <laughs> is that a wrestling uh, it is okay. you look it up you can google it it also happened before 2009 so i'm sure you can experience it you can uh, google that as soon as we get off the show um i've received uh TJ back there. I received, oh, that's right. Uh, but that wasn't from me. TJ was from Spider Clan. Right. You also have uh, found a way to coordinate a couple very nice, um, not trinkets, but uh, autographs. That oh, I, from I, some but, of your radio heroes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can tell everybody. I signed some photographs for you. Uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you can let everybody know. I got you a nice headshot and I autographed it for you. Thanks. It is a really nice gift. Yes, very much. And my face behind you in the studio. Who, who wouldn't want that? I, look, I'm not taking offense. If you want to say the swords were better gifts than all those, I agree with you. Um, I've gotten spectacular gifts from my friends. and my, my brother gets me great gifts. My wife gets me great gifts. Hot man gets me great gifts. But we got given the gift that keeps on giving, and that's swords. And because of it, it railroaded an entire show, and the whole show became the sword show. Yeah. And so that is what you're going to You're going to hear some of that today. Uh, we also talk some NFL draft. I have a, people message me all the time. Do you talk sports? I want to hear you talk sports. Well, yeah, I think every week at some point we talk something to do with athletics. We were screaming about how hockey's terrible the other day. Uh, we definitely talk fighting. So you'll hit, have some of that as well on today's program. But there are a few things we need to get into here before we uh, get to some of this best stuff here and give people a taste of what they're missing if they're not subscribing on the Chad Duke show. First, I got to give a big thank you. Uh, Joe Azer is a sponsor of our uh, podcast. And when I say sponsor, I, I don't even think that's correct. Partner 
is the way that I would look at him. Um, when we were first starting this project up, uh, it was we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know how well it would be received. We didn't know if people would subscribe. And to say we've been pleasantly surprised throughout everything is uh, an understatement. And one of the things that was really, really cool to see is we've had some really solid sponsorships and partnerships develop that I think are going to last a good long while that benefit them, benefit us. And Joe Azer is one of them, man. I was, I was working at my shop yesterday. He stopped by. Had some really nice words to say. Very supportive, as always. He wants to continue the relationship for, it seems like, uh, for the duration. Uh, so if you need to buy or sell a home, uh, this is the guy. This is the guy you want to call. He's a fan of the show. He's a local guy, family guy, real nice dude. Um, he is not going to take advantage of you. He's going to take advantage of whoever you're trying to get over on. I'll tell you that much because he does a great job getting his clients good deals. Um, if you are buying a home and you mention me, uh, you get a two-year home warranty at no cost to you, the buyer. If you're selling a home and you mention your pal, Joe Azer is going to sell your home for a flat fee of 1% commission at closing and cover the cost of the seller's home warranty as well. This is a good man, and he's a very supportive man of this show, uh, and he deserves your patronage. If you're in the market and you want to help support this show and get you know a good deal for yourself in the process, it's 571-989-AZER, 571-989-2937. Just a nice guy. Had a chance to catch up with him yesterday, spend some time with him, and he's a super cool dude. Um, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, the swords are going to be, I think, a theme moving forward on the show. I think we're already planning a sword spinoff show, for those of you that are asking. But if you haven't subscribed, you're unaware of the fact that uh, tomorrow is actually game day. It's game day here for the Chad Duke show. We've got a massive tour. Hit the music. All right. Hit the music, tour. Getting locked up here. Oh, I got you. Hold on. Tour the music, quick. Greenwall, the lights. The switch behind you, quick. <laughs> I don't think I don't think flailing your arms around is going it's to help the computer move faster. It's not moving as fast faster. as I needed to. <clears throat> it's not or you're not? I'm moving as fast as I can. I heard a burst I, of static. That, that might not be as fast as it should As be. fast as you can or sloth and asses uphill on a cold day? All right, five seconds. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there is the music from old Gigantor. Only took, let me check the watch. All right. So, um, on Saturday, we're having a Nerf Turbo Football flag football football game. Four on four between some mighty combatants. I actually had them written down somewhere. Where did I get that? Let me see if I can find my piece of paper, Tor. All right, here we go. On team one, we call this Team Donkey Dicks. I thought what? I thought it was the Sausage Kings. <laughs> team Sausage Kings. We have A, Drab T-shirt. B, Money Monk. C, Ant Man. And D, Hot Man Ted. This team is favored by one and a half points. Or is it? Are you favored? Their favorite. They're favored by one and a half points. We set the spread yesterday. Team Snake Murderers goes as thusly. Dick Smokehand, Gigantor, Jimmy Jester, and Orgy Beard. We are playing to five by one. There is going to be a five-count Mississippi rush, and your pal Big Shoot is all-time quarterback. Now, posted a promo video of this yesterday on the show Instagram tour, and of course, you can follow us on Instagram at Chad Duke's show. Um, 
The overwhelming response from the listening audience is that, first of all, the savvy bet is to take Team Snake Murderers and the points. Uh, and they also think you guys are just going to win outright in this. Are you surprised that everybody thinks that your team is a little bit OP in our very first Nerf Turbo football, flag football, football, football? So here's the report that I can give, all right? I have a lot of confidence in my team. Mm. I believe in my ability uh, as, a, as a leader. I believe in your ability as a quarterback. Thank I think you, we can get a lot of things done that are positive. Uh, but if I'm looking at this right now, so the the... Do uh, sausage Kings. The Sausage Kings, not almost, the Donkey Dicks. I almost called them the Donkey Dicks. That Dicks. would be ridiculous. That would be a ridiculous thing to call them. So they have two team, uh, two players. Okay. Under 200 pounds. All right, that's a, be that's a benefit. That is a benefit for them. We have one. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know how Maybe. much Dick weighs. He might weigh close to 200 pounds. I He's a tall guy. You don't have a lot of speed on your team, is what I would say. We don't. We have a lot of size, though. I think we're going to methodically matriculate the ball down the field, big man. That's I think it's going to be fine. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Uh, you know you're going to be protected. I think we, we need to rely on the jump ball. Okay. Uh, a lot of 50-50 balls, whereas as you're also playing quarterback for the other team, you guys will be <laughs> running a lot of slants. A lot we're going to be trying to work the middle of the field. We're going to Julian Edelman this bitch up. It's going to be a lot of West smash Welker. concepts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just because you can. And it's just... I need Ted to run out of steam quickly. The hot man. Well, the problem is he's the only one that's in really good shape out of everybody out there on the field, I think. I mean, he exercises every day. So that's the one area where I think you're going to be having a little bit of difficulty. I think that Ant-Man will be the worst on the field. I agree. And it just becomes, I'm thinking, maybe we're going to run a zone. And let if, if Ant-Man is going to do the, the fake block, maybe we'll do that. Jester will cover the, the, the middle round. Uh, the, the well, those two curls. should cancel each other out, right? I don't see a lot of running out of either one of those two gentlemen. Yeah, but Jester could be your security blanket. It's going to come down to me and Dick needing to make the big plays. I can see Orgy catching a touchdown, you know, him slipping out. And That's the first time I think corner. anyone's ever said that, maybe in the history of mankind. I can see Orgy catching a touchdown. <laughs> I'll talk a lot of trash, but I think Drab could be a problem. I think that he will eat up whoever's covering. I might have to cover Drab. Right. Uh, I was thinking that. And so, and then have Dick cover Ted, I guess. I that's fine. I'll, I'll get physical with him because I know he's going to try to get physical with me first. What's your confidence level in your team in this game? Uh, to cover... They're going to be looking to you for leadership. To cover, I have 10 confidence. To win... Nine. 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 Interesting. It will be a tough... It's going to be tough. But so you I, definitely think it's a one-score game. Yes, it's going to be tough, but I have a lot of confidence um, just because I don't see anybody else on that team being able to go up and get it with me. Can you imagine... Because the teams look, to me, they look fairly even. Yeah. If it's five to one. <laughs> Can you imagine how embarrassing that's going to be for the losing squad? I can't wait. I might throw the game just so it can happen that Please way. Please don't. I need, a, I need a fair, fair contest. It, yeah, it's just... depends. I must talk to the team captains beforehand. If the palm gets greased a little bit. Someone counts out a few uh, greenbacks. I'm not sure who the, I'm, I'm not sure who the, the, the snake hunt or the, uh, the donkey dicks team, team captain is. You if just named the th three different teams. It's the Sausage, Sausage Kings. Kings. I think it should be, Monk should probably be the team captain. I agree, but I think all of, everyone's going to look to Shirt just because of its Shirt. Uh, you're going to need to step up on your team, though, most assuredly. I agree. I think, like I said, we're going to have to run some fades. I think I'm going to be big in the red zone. Dick will be... Uh, just have him... I just need Dick running posts. Okay. And then just getting up. We're going we're gonna to be... Get, get out, go up and get a team. It's uh, a lot, lot of uh, jumping up Calvin Johnson in the back corner of the end zone, toe tapping, that type of stuff. That's what you're looking for? Yeah, I don't know if Jester's going to do anything. 
Well, I don't think he's going to do anything if he's got like faith like that in the team captain. My God, you need to be pepping your guys up, not sitting here running them down. Now, the second part of this tour is most people, the reaction is, because there's a part two to this contest. You are having a length, a throwing length contest with Drab T-shirt. Both of you have stated that you can throw the ball 60 yards. People are trying to parlay, parlay the snake killers covering and also you throwing the under on 60 yards. People say it's the lock of the century. Nobody, from what I have seen from our listeners, believes that you have that type of arm hanging off of your shoulder. Follow me or fade me. All right. That, that's what I, I it's normally use for betting. Uh, but this, I'm, I don't know how else I can tell everybody who's placing these bets that I can throw it 60 yards without before having to show you that I can throw it 60 yards. Regulation football, right? We're throwing with a collegiate yes. football. I was a pitcher in high school. I had an opportunity to play baseball at the same college that I played football at. I have a very strong arm. Didn't you tell me that you have no control whatsoever? That you were like, you hit so many batters that they weren't going to let you pitch? Well, yeah, I was kind of an intimidator on the mound. <laughs> You're the Intimidator? I, I hope you end up like the Intimidator. <laughs> no, that's 10. What are you talking about? Why am I getting teched up for that? Why am I getting teed up for that? <laughs> All right, so what is your confidence? So your confidence is a 10 to cover, a 9 to win outright in the football game. What is your confidence to win the long toss contest with Drab T-shirt? To win an 11, to throw it 60 yards? Yeah. A 15 oh out of 10. Oh, my God. I just, I know what I can do. I, it's just, I'm, I could throw it 60 yards. Right. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to throw it 60 yards. We're going to find out. We're going to find out in a little over 24 hours, actually. I'm excited. Now, lots of people have asked, hey, can I come out? Hey, is this going to be on Facebook Live? No. There. Here's your answer. <laughs> um, we'll have a full recap on Monday, and I think we are taking some videos, so. We should have some content for the subscribers if you would like to subscribe on ChadDukeShow.com. But I can't wait for this tour. It's the first athletic endeavor like this that we've done. When I was doing Big O and Dukes in Phoenix in 2006, we would go out and play listeners in flag football. But that's 100 years ago. We did some boxing matches in between that. But, man, we haven't done anything like this. So I'm excited to get out there and mix it up, throw the ball around. So um, be excited for that next week if you're a subscriber. That is coming up. Another thing. We are doing a giveaway right now on the Instagram tour. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, if you go to at Chad Dukes show on Instagram, you will see that it's, I think, our three posts ago. There's a picture of a red Chad Duke show T-shirt. That one was hanging, has been hanging behind me here on the set since the show started. So if you watch the Hootenanny, if you watch any of our live videos, that was the shirt that was hanging there. It's brand new. It's never been worn. Tor and I are going to sign it, and then we're going to ship it out to one of you. All we're asking you to do is follow us on Instagram, like the post, and then just mention what your favorite part of the first few months of the show have been. And you don't even have to be a subscriber to win. If you're listening just to the free episodes and you can name a segment or two or a guest or whatever that happens, it's one of your favorites, you can win as well. But um, you can just go on over. It's free. Go over to at Chad Dukes show. Check it out on Instagram. That's where we're doing it. And uh, people can win a shirt. Lots of great memories, by the way, coming through on their tour. Some stuff that I've already forgotten that we did on the show already. It's uh the, the listeners, they have great memories. They and do. Normally, I consider myself to have a good knowledge of what's happened on the show sure. as being a part of it, tracking it, editing it, uh, being really in, in the show. 
forgotten a lot of things that they've already that they that me too. Up. And you forget like I, I just all the other podcasts I've done. We, we're doing it like once or twice a week, maybe three times. Like we're doing we're just cranking episodes all the time. So many bonus episodes, so many free episodes. Like. It's just a lot more content than I've ever done. So we've already covered an enormous amount of territory. By the way, I wonder if you offering a relationship with her is going to be on one of the uh, things listed as their favorite moments. I might actually give the official follow right now. You haven't followed Lisa Muncy yet? No. Oh, well, that's gonna. this is a big moment. Would you like a, uh, would you like a timpani? Big moment right here from Gigantor. By the way, if you do want to follow Tor on Twitter, it is at Cold Soldier CDS. At Cold Soldier. There it is. There's the follow. There's the official follow. Is the DM going to follow up? I think she's married, by the way. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> you ain't doing nothing wrong. You ain't breaking up no happy home. I was like, that guy could throw a football further than me. Either. Oh, snap. The shit talk is already taking place. <laughs> All right, so sign up for that, uh, the football game. Um, all that is taking place this weekend. Uh, I got to give a big verbal nod to Brenco Solutions. They actually were just out of my house right before I came here to do this, taking care of my front porch. Did a fantastic, fantastic job. We used to have the phone number on here for me to mention. I don't see it now. So uh, yeah, maybe that's where the music was for the uh, for the NFL segment, for the football segment. But anyway, uh, Brent and everybody over Brent Go Solutions, they do absolutely everything commercial and residential. And uh, just I, I had a I had cracked concrete in front of my goddamn house. It had been cracked for since we'd been there. My wife got embarrassed by it. I think her dad made a comment about how shitty it looked. And she was mortified. So they came out. I we got a bunch of quotes from a bunch of companies that said they wouldn't do a job that small. Uh, Brenco Solutions came out, knocked it out in like two days. It was unbelievable. So uh, you go to BrencoSolutions.com if you would like uh, to check that out. And of course, uh, Tor has the phone number there. We have our own extension at Brenco Solutions. Yes, it's 866-827-3626 and then extension 3 is the official Chad Duke show hotline. And basically what that means is, first of all, uh, Brent's been calling everybody back personally. He's already got a bunch of calls. Thank you guys that have already reached out. Um, but you get a discount. If you, if you hit our extension 3, uh, you get a discount immediately off of whatever you're using them for. And when I tell you they do everything, they do everything. I mean, if you need landscaping, if you need plumbing, if you need HVAC, if you need concrete work, if you've got commercial property, they do it all. Give out that number one more time, Tor. It is 866-827-3626. Tremendous, tremendous company. And uh, they've signed on as well. Come through big. One of the initial. I sat here at a meeting with him before we had done episode one of the Chad Duke show. So very happy to have that relationship as well. What did you think of Logan Paul stealing Floyd Mayweather's hat? Um, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It, Do you think it's fixed, first of all? Because a lot of people thought that was set up to promote the fight with his brother. I think Floyd, Or Jake Paul stole his hat. Yeah. And Logan Paul's fighting Floyd Mayweather. Correct. Okay. I think Floyd Mayweather knows everything that he's doing at all times. I think he knows what's going to happen. I think he's one of the uh, best trash talkers, fight sellers, uh, love him or hate him type guys. So I think he always has a little bit of c control and say in whatever's happening, especially as, I don't know, almost a billion dollar man. You're going to be able to determine what you want, what you want to do. I think uh, for those of you that haven't seen the video, it's a, I, I'm not on TikTok. I, I, I don't know. It creeps me out for whatever reason, but... I guess it was a TikTok video. I saw it on a different social media platform. Uh, Jake Paul says, I'm about to steal Floyd Mayweather's hat. 
They then, I don't even know where they are. They're in front of each other, like sticking their fingers in each other's faces. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass. And he goes, got your hat, runs away. And then Floyd Mayweather's entire entourage just jumps on top of him. (laughs) And then it it clips forward. And then his shirt collar is just yanked all the way down to his belly button. He's sweating. His face is all red. He's all beat up. And he's like, well, that went about as exactly like I thought it would. And look, I know people don't like that kid and they're annoyed by him, but I thought that was entertaining as shit. And it just, for me, it further reinforces that I think I think he's just having fun. Like, I think this is all fun for him. And while I could understand why all these mixed martial artists are finding it disrespectful, the Tom Laveros of the world are finding it disrespectful, I get that. I always think it's funny when someone's having fun and everybody else is just fucking enraged. It's whatever. It's whatever. I mean, he's... He's a heel. He's a heel, and he's also a He's troll. a black hat. It's just, that's what he is. He's just messing with people, and he's doing his thing. If he's training, he's training, and people are really upset about it. I think they're at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. That's I crazy. Think that's where they were. That is where, I mean, that's where the fight's going to be. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Now, I did hear Chael Sonnen, I think, is he's incredibly interesting to listen to. I don't know if you ever listen to any of his videos. Um, he does a show there at Hawaii, but he does stuff, his own uh, stuff online. And he was kind of explaining what, this kid did that wasn't cool and that was him trying to take the angle of dana white you don't pay your fighters if they come fight me it's the biggest payday of their life chel Sonnen pointed out well what about everybody else on the undercard you know first of all that they're not getting paid like you're saying and also the last biggest fight purse ufc fighters have had in their career was the last time they fought in the UFC. Like those there's no place else to go and get the paydays the UFC consistently gives out. So he like took some umbrage with the way that um what's his name? Jake Long. He continues to have that fucking uh angle. But I I think by and large, this has made everything more interesting. By and large, it's it's made some pretty boring interviews more provocative from some pretty boring fighters that really get emotion whenever he's involved or he's questioned. Um, so I don't know, man. I also, but I'm also a pro wrestling fan. Tour, like I love the carny shit. I love the fucking over the top, the bad guys versus the good guys. I, I don't like it when two guys with flat tops and tribal tattoos go out there and like wrestle each other for five rounds. I'm not entertained by that. I'm sorry. I'm lowbrow. I think it's one of the reasons why I find this kid so entertaining. It's it's the video that you didn't watch that I tried to get you to watch. I'm not watching that That's video. That's fine. You don't have to. But it's just I will never watch a video on your phone. I want you to understand that. I did send it to you, but it doesn't, I, I'm not. It doesn't. I'll watch a video on my phone, but I'm not going to watch a video on your phone. Gotcha. All right. It is just it's him basically doing a minute-long skit where he's impersonating all the biggest MMA people. He impersonates Dana White. He puts right. a bald cap on, impersonates uh, uh, Khabib, Connor, uh, everybody, uh, <laughs> Nate Diaz. It's just all very, very funny. And he has nothing to gain from that. But he's just doing it to mess with all of these fighters that take everything super seriously. If I'm Connor, I fight him. I swear to God, I don't know what the weight classes are, but it's big enough now where if I'm Connor, I look at it and I say, well, the problem is Dana's not going to let Connor fight. That's another problem is like they released uh, Ben Askren. So, I mean, Dana White facilitated that fight happening. He ain't ever going to do that again after all the shit this kid has pulled and all the stuff that he said. Right. So, I mean, even if that payday was there, Dana would never allow Connor now to box him. And I think. Dana White's point is, hey, go find your own fighters. Like, use your own stable. I'm, I'm done with this magic show. And I think it's easy to sit there and call out guys that you will never be able to fight. That part of it I do understand. But the entertainment value, pfft, 
Fight Canelo next. I don't know. What are you going to do? Who, who are we fighting next? There's plenty of return. By the way, look through the Bellator roster. There's fighters there people have heard of. Fight them next. How heavy is Jake Paul, by the way? I don't know. Let me. I'll, I'll he looks bigger than I thought. Fight Frank Mir. Frank Mir just <laughs> boxed on the same car that you boxed on. Fight that big motherfucker. I want to see you go out there and box Frank Mir. Frank Mir lost on the same card that you were on. Fight that dude. You want respect? Fight Frank Mir. Uh, he weighed in at 191 pounds. I see. I thought he'd be bigger than that. Honestly, he looks bigger to me. Uh, 191 is pretty thick, dude. Honestly, for he's, he's pretty lean. So he's got a big head. Also, Frank Mir could get big. Like I, I mean, when he fought Lesnar, when he fought Lesnar the second time, when he got uh, smothered and just beaten up after he'd heel hooked him in the first one, he got all shredded up and looked. He looked good, but no, normally Mir's walking around a little doughy. So. I should say I shouldn't say anything about Frank Mir being doughy. By the way, just for the record, this dude's a tank. Who? Uh, Frank Mir. Oh, you didn't know he was. So, <clears throat> Tor. And again, we call this the portion of uh, time that happened before 2010, and I know you're unfamiliar with it. But Brock Lesnar came into the UFC, and everybody kind of had this. Oh, fuck it, it's a professional wrestler. Blah blah blah. Frank Mir was a former UFC heavyweight champion. Dana said, "You want to come in? You got to fight this guy." And Lesnar was beating him. Like Lesnar was, it hurt him. But then Frank Mir heel hooked him, got him to tap out. That was it. Uh, they had a rematch, and for whatever reason, Frank Mir decided to come in way lighter, and Lesnar just stayed on top of him and pounded his head. And, and this, I don't know, I don't know who was coaching Brock Lesnar throughout his career. I don't know if he changed trainers. I, know, I think he was a part of American Top Team for a while. I'm not sure. All he ever should have done is lay on top of guys because you can do that when you're one of the, you know, you're a great wrestler, and he is, and just hammer fist them until Herb Dean comes over and says, Stop, you're going to kill that guy. I don't know what he would stand and bang with people. I think it's because he fought a guy named Heath Herring and hit him so hard that the fucking guy barrel rolled back up against. You should, you should Google that when you get a chance. Brock Lesnar hitting Heath Herring. He fucking hit this dude so hard that he flipped backwards three times, and I think that he just. He got that in his head that he wanted to be that guy, but I just don't think he ever took punishment. Why are we talking? I always talk. It always gets back to Brock Lesnar fighting in the UFC <laughs> for me. It's just the best part of my life. And then uh, Shane Carwin, of course, was beating the shit out of him, but then he got out of that hit, beat him with a Kimura. It's incredible. It's an incredible career he's had. All right. Um, how the fuck did we get here? How did we get here? What are you doing? Oh God. He. Well, there's the barrel. Golly. Uh, yeah, I told you. Also, he just walks to the the cage, and you're like, "This is a, this. How is this human alive? Like, how are we the same species? Like me and Brock Lesnar makes no sense at all." But anywho, oh, that's another thing. Have Jake Paul fight Brock Lesnar? There, I said it. <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's do this if you don't mind, Gigantor. Um, we got uh, Sword Day. Yeah, Sword Day, big deal. Uh, Ryan Roberts is coming on to talk some NFL draft, all types of fun stuff. Uh, of course. We do free episodes every Friday. You are more than invited to listen to the show this way. But if you'd like more, and I got to tell you, it's uh, it's about as much fun as I've ever had doing shows. And maybe just subscribe for a month. Check it out. See if you like it. There's a huge back catalog now. Shitloads of episodes. We do bonus episodes every single week. Uh, we do the fastest hour on radio now. Rip that off from Ron and Fez. I think you'll dig it. Uh, but check this out, and then we'll be back to wrap things up on the Chad Duke Show. You can always donate to The Chad Duke Show using the Donate tab on chaddukeshow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product, and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. What's up with today? I saw a giant bag of stuff that you brought in here. Uh, yes, so I got a, I got a little um, notice on my door yesterday okay. when I came back home and said that I missed the package. 
Oh, and no. I needed to pick it up at the post office. So. Did you walk into the post office and say this? This for me. <laughs> did you walk in and say that? Or did you say this? This not for me. <laughs> Which one did you say? I said this for me. This for me. <laughs> so you handed them the slip and then... This for me. Right? <laughs> and they came back to where they had a bag instead of a box. You know what he said after that? This not for me. Oh. <laughs> um, where's the package? I saw you come in here with a package. Where well, is it? Well, I, had, I uh, actually unboxed it at the post office. Oh, you did? Yes. You unboxed that at the post office. Well, I wasn't gonna bring in the entire package here at the studio. It was it was giant. There was no place to put it. You guys have to understand. All right, I'm just gonna blow the, the big reveal. He bought us all swords and daggers, and <laughs> I I just don't. How, did anyone look at you weird when you were in the post office and you're unboxing multiple swords and daggers? Not really. I I, I went in the back, like where nobody was. Around. Okay. The post office. Is it the post office big. right over here? Uh yeah, Pickett Road. No, no, okay. this one's off judicial. There's a there's a there's a mailbox here. You literally go around the back, and I don't know how people are f***ing murdered there all the time. It is a desolate place, and every time I go there, I'm scared. So I mean, if he went over there, I don't think anybody would see him. And then he can defend himself against whatever lives back there. <laughs> if anybody's been to the Fairfax Post Office, um, well that's tremendous. Can we have them? Yes, it's for you guys. But then you won't bring them up here, is what well, I'm saying. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was supposed to bring them up. Oh, there's orgy, Thank beards. orgy beards. Oh, look at this. Look, look at excited. Look how excited fucking Tor is. This for me. <laughs> All right, now, Joe, describe what. This... Oh wow, Joe! Oh my god. Oh, Tor, look at this. Oh my god. Tor is going to kill so many co-eds this weekend. You have insulted. Dude, these are real. What the hell? Oh, man. Are we fighting? Oh, this is a Tonto, right? Yeah. Oh, dude. Tor, look at this. Hold on, I can't get it out. Oh, my God, Joe. Dude, these got the thing from the thing. The whoa. Is that a bag? Yeah. It comes with a bag? Yeah. I got to get these noises this the tour is making this isolated. Is the coolest. <laughs> this rocks. <laughs> tour, come on. Explain oh, to everybody right. what's going on. Um, I'm now wielding what it's basically. It, well, it's a it's katana. A, it, it's a four foot long katana. It is sharp as all hell. It is heavy. It is real. Oh, this kicks so much ass. <laughs> Hey, baby girl, I'm not even going to ask if you want to come back to my parents' house now. You know, I was going to buy a Beretta this summer. Why would I even need to? A, a pistol? Yeah. You were going to buy a pistol? Yeah. Please talk to me before you do that. I, I got a guy. I'll talk to you. I got a guy. I got a guy. You got a guy? Yeah. What is he? Just selling pistols? Yeah, I got a pistol guy. Well, oh, let's, let's a, talk before you do that, please. Will do. Dude, this Tonto might be even as cool as the fucking uh, the samurai sword. Look at that, dude. I mean, this definitely. Look at, dude. It's razor sharp. Look at this. Oh my god. Look at this shit, dude. That's a new prop for this fucking. Look at this. Joe, Joe, take this picture, please. This is Joe. This is the coolest thing. It's gonna cut his bottle. Hold on, hold on, Joe. Take take this picture. Take this. Are you cutting a bottle up? Yeah. Cut, cut it up. Bottle. Hold on. I want Joe to take this picture. Come on. Check my picture, Joe. 
<laughs> We're on the radio. I just I just stuck I stuck my dagger into the table and I had Joe take a picture. That's in there. Dude, that could that stay in there. Dude, cut a button right off your fucking shirt. And then they're not just any katana and tanto sword. They are from Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Which is even fucking cooler, man. Alright, now try to cut that bottle on the microphone. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Alright, we're in the knife cut gang now. <laughs> you gotta try to get past knife cutter row. Oh Jesus oh. Christ! He just saw it right off. That is a clean Dude, cut. Dude, be careful. You got to cut yourself now so we can all be part of the knife cut gang. <laughs> Who's getting cut next? <laughs> it's about to get cutty in here. <laughs> so, Joe, why did you buy us these swords? Uh, I forget which week it was. We just randomly talked about katanas for some reason. Well, because they're like, cool. Yeah. And then you were like, hey, Joe, why don't you get us some katanas? I said that? Yeah. And I was like, I stand by that. By the way, Tor, where's my thank you? Thank you for. for thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you both. And <laughs> you, know, you don't need to thank him. You just need to. I'm the one that convinced him to do this. <laughs> you know thank you. No problem, man. This for me. Um, so we just, I just said, will you buy us katanas? And then you did? Yeah, basically. That was the, that was the conversation. That is fucking sweet. Now, that, now, now, let me ask you something. That would look great on your set that you're building behind you, but I have a feeling you're going to want to carry it around the house. Uh, I, I don't know which one to put on the set and which one to put right next to my bed. Well, a true uh, <laughs> samurai needs both, you know, so if you're going to be able to get into like a fight, you need your katana. And then if you're going to stab someone in the neck, then you need that thing right there. I might just start walking around with this. Just well, that's illegal. Um, you can't do that in the state of Virginia, unfortunately, because it's a fixed blade and it's longer than three inches. Well, I have a katana and they don't, so what are they going to do? That's a good point. Well, I, I, the police, you know, I don't know, yeah. but they probably are armed a little bit better. I haven't seen too many uh, police riding around on a horse with a bow and arrow. Maybe you're right. I mean, can you? I've seen, uh, like, Deadpool can block bullets with a sword. Do you think you're at that level already? I'm going to need to practice. I, mean, I think you can practice back in the back room over there. I'll get some practice in. That couch is going to get destroyed. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I, I don't know how you feel, Tor. Uh, I was a little weird about Joe still. All is forgiven. 100%. <laughs> you're, the, you're the most handsome, the, the wealthiest. I completely Joe, agree. All of it. You are better looking than Eminem, and you're better looking than everyone in the, in the listening audience, and I was wrong, and you were right. MVP, Bradley Cooper, all that. But if you want to say everything. some crazy fucking shit and insult everybody you know, all you got to do is buy us swords, and all will be forgiven. 100%. <laughs> I think this could be uh, the start of a new life for you, uh, Tor. I think you could walk from town to town getting into adventures. Just going to need my man dog with me. <laughs> it's me and my man dog. Get him a bandana. <laughs> get him a bowl of water. Nobody knows what you're talking about. I know. I do, but nobody else does. Joe, thank you, bud. This is tremendous. Uh, I also got Angel a pair because he was also part of the conversation. Angel lives in Puerto Rico. I know. He's got to come pick him up. Jesus I'm not gonna Christ. Ship him. <laughs> you know, you can't ship that. That's ridiculous. Well, why don't we give it to somebody else then? Because Anil's stupid. <laughs> Who would I give it to? Uh, not Ant-Man. I'm not Ant-Man. Oh, Orgy Beard wants it. <laughs> why don't you give it to... I would I would give it to Orgy Beard or Ted. Those are the two people that I would give it to. But I won't say which. <laughs> Actually, Ted won't appreciate it. Fuck that. Give it to Orgy Beard. <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh, there. Oh, no. I don't know if that will no. Just give him swords. This not for me. Orgy Beard brings. How many of Orgy Beard sodas do you think you've drinking over the years? I don't know. Probably. All right. I'll let you. You have to go sit next to him now after saying you won't give him the sword. So I'll just let you do that. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you, bud. Samurai Sword Day on the Chad Dukes show. Hopefully the first of many. Make sure you sign up for the Chad Dukes show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to. Now, this was a shoot question that Tor asked during the break. He said, do you think I've got to cut myself every time I use the sword to activate its powers? And I said, yes. And then he said, well, I guess my thigh is the only option. (laughs) Now, on a scale of one to dead serious, where were you on that? Because it didn't seem like you were kidding at all. Well, I've... There were a couple times where you play the thumbtack in the thigh game uh, in in freshman or sophomore year when you're drinking. You play the what? Well, once you see one guy, one of your teammates, put a thumbtack in his thigh, then you have to put a thumbtack in your thigh or else you're going to look like you're soft. You have to put a thumbtack? You don't have to. A lot of people don't Why does the first guy put a thumbtack in his thigh? Because he's hammered. (laughs) What? What is the point of the thumbtack in the thigh? To be stupid and hammered. He likes warm water. No, no, no. The water's in the little refrigerator. Okay, thank you. You can leave that. He'll drink that too. Yeah, By the way, for the record, Joe, the grape bubblies are only for, that is only for this for me. This for me. All right. <laughs> but, but give him that one though, because you've had your hands all over it for about fifteen minutes. This not for me. God, you, I hope you want a hand water. I don't know how you're going to get any of that bubbly out of that can without having some of Joe's cuticles, dude. Don't stab the can. That will explode. What are you doing? You're opening it with your dagger. This is not going to work. This is not. Look, Orgy Beer just ran out of the room. This is not going to end well. I'm calling it right now. This doesn't end well. Also, what are you doing? That's pretty skillful. What'd you do? I opened it with the dagger. You opened your your bubbly water with the dagger? Yeah. What did you say right before we came back on the air? Right before. Um, Thank you. Or, uh, you said, I know I'm going to end up cutting the cord to my headphones. Oh, yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, it's a gift. It, these are have to, they can't be in the studio or else it's going to be this cord gets it. We're going to need new XLRs. I can't believe be- you haven't cut off your own shirt yet. I can't believe that you still have upper body clothing. <laughs> Thank you. Joe. One other hand water. <laughs> yeah, that, the bottled waters are for some reason in the dorm fridge back there now, even though Torres said many times he likes the water room temperature. It's fine. Lawson cleaned it up. Is that Lawson? Yeah, he he put up. He put that dorm fridge is is full, and Uh-oh. it's it's cold. Well, that's good. I like that. I got to stay hydrated. Um, I also think the swords have to go home because people are going to start fucking around with them, and then it's not just going to be the, the XLRs get cut, the cable gets cut, the camera gets cut. It's going to be they're cutting themselves. I don't think anyone will get actually hurt by another person, but you know someone is going to be swinging that thing around. And then just slice into their own side. They're gonna do. They're gonna toss it. They're gonna try to toss it up a gadget. You think that's what it they're is? They're gonna do a big old slice open, and then oh, hey, uh, Tor, I know you got the minivan. Can you schlep me to the to the to Dude, the hospital? Can you imagine if these swords would have been here on Friday night? <laughs> you fucking imagine? If they were, I would have put them behind your case back there, so no one could access now, them. Now, since you told me about the fun tack game, we're gonna play a new game. It's okay. called Get Stabbed by Duke's Game. <laughs> so. Get your big fucking thigh out over here, and I'm going to stab you with this sword. All right, don't go deep. You tell me when I've gone too deep. 
I'm gonna go in about an inch. All right, you ready? No, 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 not an inch, not an inch. I'm gonna go in about an inch. Are you ready? Right here in the meat. All right, I'm gonna start pushing. Okay, no, okay, you're gonna go in. You can't go. You can't give me a big jab. I'm saying I'm just that gonna. Will stab me. I'm gonna start pushing with the sword, you and you tell. Hold on. You tell me when to stop with the sword. All right. Okay. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. All right. You tell me to stop. Oh, I don't, I don't want to do it. He's not gonna stop me. He's not stopping me, Joe. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, tell me when to stop. Is it broke the skin? No, not yet. I don't want to break the skin, Tor. <laughs> oh, why are you letting me do this? I, I was joking. Go okay. <laughs> sit down, you fucking creep. You guys fucking believe that shit? Dude, you're a fucking psycho, dude. How? What do you mean? For, I was pushing the fucking sword into it. I'm like, you gotta want me to stop. He's like, no, no, keep going. <laughs> Someone with a, a more muscular thigh, we would have broken the skin. I had enough. I had Dude, enough, I had enough fat on my thigh. So, how many times did you play thumbtack game? Uh, only once, and then I learned my lesson the next morning. You didn't. You just <laughs> wanted me to stab you with a sword. Well, it's just you push it. The thumbtacks is like okay. You, Dude, this just, if this went into you, it would slice in. Like you probably <laughs> would need stitches. I know. I can't believe that just happened. I mean, once I felt the first poke, I would have yelled, stop, stop. And I trust you. You know, I've never stabbed anyone with a sword before. Why would you trust me? I, all you talk about is not all you talk Stabbing about. Stabbing people? No. <laughs> no. I stab people, four or five people every day. Uh, you, whenever you talk about guns, you talk about how important it is to be safe with them and responsible. Right. I've never put a gun up to someone's leg and said, I'm going to pull the trigger. You tell me when to stop. <laughs> Sorry for making you uncomfortable. Then. Well, I, I I couldn't believe what you were willing to let me do to you. That's not the first time, if you know what I mean, Joe. Um, where are you marking at? Do we have any thumbtacks? No, we're not doing the thumb. No, yeah, thumbtacks. we are. Because if you're if you're willing to do it to yourself, if you're you got to do that for the show. No, 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 no. That is not a sober thing. It will hurt a lot. Yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. Sober. yeah. Well, no, 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 do we no, no. have any thumbtacks? I don't think we do. I'm pretty sure there's thumbtacks in that other room. Don't you go looking for the thumbtacks, Orgy. Don't go looking for them. <laughs> Don't you go looking for the thumbtacks, Orgy. <laughs> Dude, you were going to let me cut you open with a samurai sword. It would have been a little, little, little bit. I don't know, dude. I think there would have been a lot of blood. For those of you that weren't here in the room, there's only four of us here in the room, I had the sword up the Taurus thigh and was pushing it, and I, and like he was not stopping at all. Did you find any, Orgy? Maybe for the maybe if we do the hoot again, like that'll be the gimmick where you play the thumbtack game. But then I gotta practice uh, to make sure I can do it right on the hoot. That's fine. That's uh, fine. Yeah. I'm saying that maybe we get like a big box of thumbtacks and then you fucking just put. We see how many you can put in before you tap out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have to be. I can't do it. I'm not gonna be able to do this over. Oh, you can. We'll have Jester run the board or something. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, that'll be way safer than everything we were doing on Friday night. And that way you're just doing it to yourself. Mm. Dude, okay. I can't believe you were going to let me cut you open with a sword. If you broke it a little bit, it would have been fine. I don't think you understand. There would be no controlling over how much I broke it. Like, once it breaks the skin, it's just going to go into your leg. Well, I think he wants to get stabbed by a samurai sword because he watches all this Japanese anime porn <laughs> where guys are getting stabbed all the time and walking it off. What are you doing now? Well, okay. Now you're completely right because I thought it... You're looking at the blade? I almost cut my microphone cable. <laughs> I'm going to flip it the other way. Okay. Yeah, it would have gone about an inch in if you did. If you did dude, start you would be at the emergency room getting stitches, and then I would have been on the show. I would have to take that another show because I can't have the legal problems of acknowledging that I just stabbed my producer. 
Now, I've wanted to stab my producer many times. Oh, no. I just got in the stitches. You think I'm... <laughs> They, they would have checked the audio and said, "You know what, Mr. Dukes, you did nothing. You did wrong. nothing this wrong. This big moron. Stupid. They would have checked your. They would have checked your browser history. <laughs> no, it's not the first time he's gotten stabbed. It won't be the last. But then I could. I would have been cool to say I stabbed my producer. Like then I could actually say that, and it would be true. Right. It would change our relationship. I think though. <laughs> I'm worried about that. I do think we could do a sword show though. Don't you? Uh, like showing off what we cut and stuff. We just do everything has got to be with swords. Like we cut each other with the knives and then we like we're cutting different things. Like we bring in a watermelon. Do not cut that football. We're using that to play football with. I love that football. Okay. Well, we can don't cut that football. Find some other stuff to cut then. What about the what about the box? I could take my trimmer out of the box. Yeah, we could cut the box. (laughs) I think I think there's a big chunk of foam back there that would be good to stab. We got plenty extra foam. Yeah, let's get some of that extra foam for the knife show. You want to do? You want to cut a a baby bunt cake? You mean like slice it up? Like it's passed it around (laughs) so everyone can see the cake. Everybody, take a look at the cake. Um, I think dealing with food. Put that football down. I don't want you to hold it when you're so close to the swords. Okay. Now, what is the first thing you're going to try to do when you get home with your sword? First, I'm going to show it off to my family. They're going to be really pleased that that's in the house. Then I'm going to go in the backyard and just start swinging it. Swinging it around your head? That yeah. sounds like it. Now, is, when does the first tree branch get hit? Uh, within 30 seconds. Dude, can you imagine if you get home and there's a snake in the backyard and you got that fucking sword? Can you imagine? I might just go wandering. I might go into the forest today. I might, you I should might. wander. I've always said you could be a wanderer. I bet I could find the snake today, and I, I bet if I if I have that, oh, it's a lock. You can God. find the snake would, today, and bring down and bring down the Lord's revenge on top of it. Well, the problem is, I don't know if I want to kill it if it's not in my yard. The Shogun's justice. Oh, so you have your own set of moral code when it comes to slaughtering snakes. I do. If it's in my yard, or if it's in someone else's yard that I know. Didn't and you like, and your dad jump out of a car one time and go running after a snake? Yeah, but we didn't get rid of it. We just played with it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, do me a favor. If you go on Snake Quest today, will you will you like take some pictures? Yeah, I'll document it. I I want to at least request you take the sword into the woods. Okay. Because I think anything could happen in there. Gotcha. Come across a bear. <laughs> Maybe there's a maiden that's escaped the castle. You can defend her against a pack of wolves. Oh yeah. I mean that'd be fun, right? This is. This is I'm gonna have myself a day. I think this is gonna be one of the best days you've had in a while. It really. I mean. What I expect last night was pretty was a really good day. We did a good show, and then I went home and I watched The Dark Knight for the first time. And well, we got to talk about that. And then today it's going to be, I go home, I'm gonna get my pump in, and then <laughs> I'm gonna sit on my couch watching movies with my swords. That's a great idea, and I think that we're not taking into account how much better movies are going to be if you're just sitting on the couch with your swords watching the movies. I'll never go back. I- I mean, how could you possibly watch a movie without a sword ever again? It does. It's it's going to be very, very difficult. Imagine Tor trying to go to the movie theater. <laughs> Sorry, you can't bring that in here. Says who? <laughs> I am the instrument of the Shogun's will. And he wants me to watch Transformers Revenge of the Fallen in this theater. <laughs> For the fifth time. Um, d- d- are you worried at all about the, the fam's reaction to the swords? No, my dad's going to think it's really cool. Uh, my mom. Your dad is, <laughs> I got to meet your dad at some point. I want to meet that guy. 
<laughs> sounds like he's you on steroids. Is what it sounds like. Well, he's he's just you know he's a guy. He's a man. He's a man's a, man. He's a man's man. Right. Uh, you know he's got, he's got a real job. He does real things. Does real know? things. Yeah. Plays with snakes. <laughs> so like, do you think you're gonna have to let him hold the sword for a while? We're, I believe at one he's gonna want to swing the sword also. Okay. It's, it's, it's a sword. I, I was saying in between. It's like one of those things that you have a sword and you're just immediately juiced up about it. It's like one of those natural things that universally guys will get excited about. It's like throwing big big rocks into water. You sure. Know, you just want to do that. I or do want to do that. Starting a fire. You look at the fire. It's like this is a fun thing. I don't know why it is. Big rocks in water, starting fire, definitely on the top five power ranking of things to do. Right. Swinging a sword around your head in the backyard has got to be up there, oh, though. way up there. Let me ask you something. How come Joe can buy these swords, but I can't buy lawn darts? Like, how mm. the fuck are lawn darts more dangerous than owning a giant fucking sword? I don't, I, I, maybe too many people got, I mean, I guess I think swords have probably killed more people than lawn darts over the history of a uh, time. Now, let me ask you this. You said you watched the dark Knight last night. Yeah. Now the one thing about the dark Knight, no swords. Will you watch Batman begins again? Because it's Batman with a bunch of swords. <laughs> well, the Joker had knives. He had yeah. a lot of knives, but they're very small. Not like this knife oh, that no, you got. You might be trying to keep some scars with it. Oh my God. What? The, the, if the Joker had one, some of these. You know what better would be if the Joker was swinging a big sword around his hand? Oh, my God. What if he put that <laughs> into his mouth to make the scars, said, though? That's where I'm thinking. It would, they would go up to his ears. That'd be way better, right? Disgusting. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> I just took my sword out. <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay, oh. Hold Think on. anybody heard that in the building? I don't know. Here comes Joe. Oh, Joe, yeah. Joe took his sword out. Now, where'd you take your sword? Oh. Sad. I'm afraid you're going to nick the, nick the slippers up there. These slippers have been up. Let's see if I can get them. You're gonna... oh, I can't do it. I can't get the right torque to cut the slippers down. We got to find some stuff to stab, man. We could, I mean, I could get a tarp. We could get some fruits up here, like some watermelons and some cantaloupes and stuff. You want to just start chopping fruit? I mean, we uh, I got some tarps at the crib. Like the Fruit Ninja, but we'll, we'll do it in real life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm down to do that. Do we eat the fruit or do we just beat the shit out of it? I mean, we both have said that watermelon doesn't get enough respect, so we could cut it with a samurai Let's sword. Let's cut it up. Then... We'll go to Gallagher, this bitch. <laughs> How much more would I like Gallagher if he hit it, got it with a samurai sword instead of a big mouth? I just realized in the middle of the conversation, I just had to pull the sword out and scream. <laughs> Like we were having a seltzer conversation. Dude, I swear to God, the sword called to me. It was like, release me. Stick me into Joe. Put me back with who gave you to me. Sword show. Holy. Well, that's the name of the fucking episode. Right? Yeah, it was going to be movies and swords, but sword show was way better. Sword show, everybody. Sword show. The sword is coming at me. <laughs> For those people that have not listened to this segment, this segment is going to make way more sense to you. Go to YouTube and type in Ron and Fez Ron's Knife Club and just listen to that segment after you listen to this episode. It'll make a lot more sense to you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the best. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> That's so much fun, dude. 
You know how much fun that is? It's going to be hard for me to drive home with these things in the back and not have them out. It's going to be hard when I'm filled full of bullets because I'm just running down the middle of Main Street swinging this thing over my fucking head. That's going to be hard. So is my dick. I got to put it someplace else. Oh, my sword fell over. I feel bad for the listeners because they don't get to see how much fun, genuine... Like ten year old fun is have been being had in the studio right now. Because every time I pull my sword out and, and yell "ha," Tor like pumps his fist. <laughs> oh man, I love these swords. All right, so what's first up? Oh, we got the show tonight, dude. We got the fastest hour on radio, dude. Let's kill goat. Let's cut him up, man. He doesn't even know we got the swords. We could fucking wait for him by the door. And when he comes to, yes, yes, I'm here. My wife doesn't know it. I had to lie to her. Oh, my God, you're hitting me with swords. <laughs> oh, God, I'll never drive my Prius again. My two Miller lights are damaged. <laughs> I can only have two Miller lights because I'm filled full of sword holes. Oh, my God, I've been stabbed by Tor and Dukes. The Cheetos are running oh, out of spicy meat. Cheetos. He loved, but he really does. He's got a pattern, doesn't he? Yeah. He has two Miller lights and he has some spicy Cheetos, and then he has to leave seven minutes after the show. I love goat. How will I digest these? Oh my now? goodness! I can't do it because I had my stomach stapled. And I didn't tell anyone. Yes. Sergey Gonchar would never stab me, Dukes. Oh boy! Are we killing goat tonight or what? I'll get a tarp. You said you had some tarps, right? I can I could hook up the sonos. Well, Goodfellas, this bitch. We'll just put a big clear tarp right over there. Ain't no one gonna be up here tonight. I was thinking, play some uh, Huey Lewis in the news. That's a great idea. (laughs) Why are you playing Huey Lewis in the news? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> That's a good show today, man. Yeah. Got to thank Aunt Joe. Who knew it was going to turn into a sword show? It, I, I don't know how we're ever going to go back to a, a normal show. Well, I do think we have our path out of the hoot. Like, the next hoot we do, we'll just have to have the swords. So whenever, you know, we think things are going poorly, we just pull the swords out and scream, ha. Yeah. And there's no way that's not going to be fun every single time. It, I never seen somebody upset with a sword. Well, the person that's getting stabbed with the sword uh, probably yeah. is... I still think they're like, ah, he got me with the sword. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You think it's like, I think that's why you wanted me to stab you. Like, I think you're going to figure out a way to get yourself stabbed. Well, I didn't want to get stabbed. I said I would take a poke. I... <laughs> that's what we call him, the big poke bowl. That's what we call Tor. That's his nickname around this place. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. It's the Chad Dukes show, still reacting to the NFL draft. Joining us on the Brenco Solutions hotline is an NFL draft analyst for Coast to Coast Scouting. Expand at theboxscore.com, and he's an analyst on the NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Just plug that name into wherever you get your podcast, and it'll pop right up. Ryan Roberts is with us on the Chad Duke show. Ryan, great to talk to you, buddy. How are you? I'm good, Chad. How's everything on your end? Excellent, my friend. I was just talking to my producer, Tor, and he was singing your praises on your draft analyses. And I always wonder, for someone that's in uh, the eye of the hurricane as for as long as you are, 
How much does, like, first of all, the relief after the draft is over, what does that feel like? And then how much does your opinion of what a team does the day of change with, let's say right now, when you have a couple more days to kind of digest the entirety of the draft? Yeah, I, I, for me, it's it's always nice to get done a couple weeks in advance. Um, you know, I, I was done, I, I think, like three weeks from the NFL draft, so it's the it's the best part of the cycle because you, you have all your thoughts everything is kind of finalized all your reports are good to go and then you just kind of kick back and just relax and and see how everything kind of unfolds and then you know after the draft as far as the digestion period for me it's it's a little tough sometimes being a independent scout because you're trying to scout for 32 32 teams so that's 32 different offensive schemes 32 different defensive schemes obviously some rollover with you know how, how player how teams do designate their schemes but it's it's a little difficult sometimes to project and initially when you get some players off the board you look at it and say oh i value this guy higher than that player and and you kind of like you know have this internal debate in your mind but then you you kind of sit down and the digestion is that that team is going to ask this guy to do this well you know and it's the dallas cowboys taking nation right from oregon state although he may have not been the best corner on the board for what Dan Quinn is going to run in that cover three heavy system, it makes a lot more sense. So I think it's just really understanding how players fit to a certain team, why a team was um, prioritized that player over others. That's just kind of the digestion period afterwards. The, um, the the two big stories for me in this draft were clearly what the 49ers were going to do moving up to three, but, and I want to talk to you about that, but I got to ask you about as a draft analyst, Mike Mayock, I, I think he, I liked him on television. He seems like a smart guy, seems like a decent guy. He Fs up every draft he's in. I don't know how much of that Gruden has to do with and that power struggle there. I'm not, not a power struggle, but, you know, the confluence of minds. Uh, they reach with every pick they take. They always reach in the first round. They had those three first round draft picks a year back, two years back, reached on all three of those and I just don't feel like he gets criticized, but I absolutely feel like a lot of the draft media, um, they they give him a pass at times just because he did what everybody I assume would like to do. And that's, hey, I know this stuff. I could do this and go out there and do it. When you're watching what's happening in Oakland, uh, how do you how do you analyze their process when it seems to be so much different than what everybody else's is? Well, I just think it was a good thing that Las Vegas did have a first-round selection this year because we didn't have the Seahawks, so there was no team that just like completely came out of left field with some of their picks, you know. And it was, it's something where I think it's it's never as bad as you think. It's never as good as you think in the respect of I think that Mayock deserves the, as much blame as Gruden does, and I think Gruden deserved the blame. I feel like some people go to one side of the fence or the other. I think both of them deserve their part of the blame. I do think from everything that I hear that John Gruden does have a large push in the final decision on players. So I don't think it's fully Mike Mayock's fault for some of the draft selections that they have had that have not been successful, like Cleveland Farrell and Jonathan Abram up to this point. And then obviously this most recent one of taking Alex Leatherwood, which was a bit earlier than most, I think than a lot of people did anticipate. So I think that everyone deserves their blame but, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, I, I, I do think that Mayock is not he's he's not living up, obviously, to the billing because he really did an outstanding job as an analyst on TV. But he's you know, it's, it's kind of a crash course. He, he was never in a 
front office to this degree, obviously. He was never in the scouting department. He was literally a media guy that went, that transitioned to the scouting side. And it's been rough, you know, to be to be completely honest, you know, the first couple of years. I mentioned Abram. I mentioned Cleveland Farrell. There's been some guys they've hit on, like the, you know, Max Crosby's in, in the middle rounds. But for the most part, it has not been the best result so far for Mayock in Las Vegas. Would say so. At Rise and Draft, you can find him on Twitter. Uh, Ryan Roberts joins us on the Chad Duke Show. Talk to me about Trey Lance and that decision. Um, I never thought the pulling an RG3 trade made sense for the Niners there just because the third best quarterback in the draft, whoever you thought it was going to be, I just didn't think that it was worth that. But clearly quarterbacks are worth whatever they're worth. I mean, you can't even put a price tag on them at this point. And I also thought, well, you got to get rid of Garoppolo. Now I'm not so sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And all the places you assumed he would go, they've all dried up. I mean, presumably if you thought it was going to be New England or any of these other joints. um, What do you think of sacrificing all of that for Lance, who clearly has a lot of talent, is is fun to watch, and cartoonish numbers – but like I, he's gonna take some time to develop, and then they're paying twenty plus odd million dollars to Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe that doesn't look so bad right now. Now that we know what they're, you know, what happened with that massive trade, um, what do you think of the output? I think teams do definitely get desperate for quarterback. Obviously, and I think that obviously had a big part to do with it. Moving up from twelve to three is obviously a massive jump. I think that Trey Lance is the right quarterback that they selected there. I've been on record for a few weeks even beforehand that I thought it was going to be Trey. It ends up being for me, if Trey is in the right situation and he seems to be with a Kyle Shanahan and the, the talent that they have offensively, I think that the projected ceiling of that player is substantial, substantial more obviously than a Mac Jones who, you know, that was a very weird storyline for a long time. And then the real conversation for me is, do you prefer Trey Lance to a Justin Fields? I think that stylistically they're somewhat similar. So they're, they're players for me. I, I graded Trey Lance slightly higher than Justin Fields. If a person preferred Justin Fields, I wouldn't say anything because I, I definitely get the, the, what each each person likes about one and about each of those two quarterbacks for it's it's a difficult conversation the immediate return is going to be very highly publicized because i do think that Trey lance being a redshirt software coming from the fcs could come in and play but i think that he would be best served by easing him along acclimating and like you said jimmy garoppolo although has been you know highly talked about it potentially being a trade piece I think that he could be that potential bridge for half a season for Trey Lance or until he gets up to up to the uh, the level of comfort that he needs. So I think that it's a good situation. It's probably too much of, you know, for what they gave up. But at the end of the day, again, teams are quarterback starved and they're going to take their shot. I was more just happy that Kyle Shanahan, for the reputation he has as a quarterback developer, went for the more upside pick of a Trey Lance. He took the swing, you know, took the big swing, try to get a home run there uh, rather than take a Mac Jones, who I think that there is a solid floor for him to be a starting level quarterback. But I don't think that there's a ceiling where you get overly excited or that he is going to transcend some difficulties because we saw in the Super Bowl what, what Jimmy Garoppolo gave you and it just wasn't quite good enough. I had kind of the same vibe for Mac Jones. But for Trey Lance, I think that if he hits, he could be that guy that takes you from being a good team to a playoff team to potentially finally winning a Super Bowl. 
Now, Ryan, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa fell to the Browns, and when I saw that happen, I thought he had first-round talent, and I compared that pickup by the Browns to DK Metcalf's pick by the Seahawks in their second-round steal of him. Uh, do you share that same sentiment, and if not, who is this past draft's DK Metcalf? Well, I do. I do think it is probably Jeremiah Usakormo when you you know just kind of take all the factors in. I, I mean, my my last mock draft I put out, I had him I had him going nineteenth overall to the Washington Football Team. I felt like that was a great spot. Kind of fits for me that Shaq Thompson role that Ron Rivera used down in Carolina, and I felt like it would have been a, a outstanding fit. So he felt obviously that the the question that people had was scheme fit is every player is every team going to value a 215 to 220 pound second level defender which i think was in the conversation but then you heard you know after the draft had had um, commenced was that there was some whispers that there was an heart issue that he was eventually passed on but i guess it made some teams uneasy about so that was kind of the real reason for the fall but i I truly do believe that, you know, for where he was selected, he is that DK Metcalf this year. Cause I guess there was some concerns obviously over the heart issue for a second there. But when, when we're talking about the impact that Jeremiah Wusukormo could have, I mean, he played uh, Rover in the four, two, five defense for Notre Dame, which is, you know, half safety, half linebacker. He's playing a flex overhang position, but as that spot in the NFL where, you, you know, teams are going so heavy into sub packages rather than base defense. He gives you flexibility to keep a base defense on the field and to play m- multiple roles as a undersized Sam or a box safety or a will linebacker. I think he brings so many possibilities. And I think the Cleveland Browns obviously got a huge steal there in the second round. All right. Um, got to ask you about Washington. Uh, Davis is a guy that, you know, kind of exploded onto the scene. I, I said this, Ryan, after, you know, they took him. I said, Ron Rivera knows defense. Ron Rivera knows linebackers. Luke Keekley. I mean, we look at Thomas Davis. You look at his track record. He should be trusted. But bit of a head scratcher. They also, you know, invest again in the defense where the offense was absolutely tragic for the most part last year. And, it is what it is. They had a lot of needs there, and, and maybe this pays dividends. And you know that you got a front seven that's going to get you the ball back four or five times. This guy's a tackling machine. I get it, but when I look at the entirety of the draft, I, I'm not a just best player available guy. I just feel like that's disingenuous when everyone just kind of espouses that's the way you go into a draft. They had lots of needs, and they did address several of their needs. Um, I'm I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt in the first round just because it's Rivera. And then the rest of the, the the class at least looks like they're attempting to go out there and get better. What, what did you grade them out as? Uh, I, th- I thought Washington actually had a really good draft, to be honest. Um, I, I probably would give them a solid B+. Plus. Like I, I think that they hit a, a few needs. The Jamin Davis pick, I mean, very honestly, I had a, a, a day-two grade on him. I think he was more in that range. But he was a late riser. The testing obviously bumped him up a bunch. Raw kid that is six foot four, 230 plus pounds, super athletic. I mean, he ran like low four threes, high four fours, um, or high four threes, low four fours, I should say, vertical like 40 plus inches. Obviously, he has all the makings. And I, that's one thing where, like, you let it digest again, like we talked about in the beginning. Ron Rivera has a very good track record at the linebacker position, you know, with, with the guys like Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley and all the guys he's been around. So you give it the benefit of the doubt. 
And then for me, like Samuel Cosby in the second round, that was a phenomenal selection. I know that Cornelius Lucas played better than a lot of people even realize, but I think Samuel Cosby at that spot was just too good, too good to pass up. The Benjamin St. Juice from Minnesota, who's a senior bowler, long athletic corner. I know the Washington football team has, you know, has solidified the cornerback position a lot more this offseason, obviously, but I think St. Juice still there is a really solid pick. And then you get Deami Brown, who brings a speed element to you. I, I think there's a lot of things to really love about this draft and even a shock to Tony late on day three with some developmental potential as a, as a secondary pass rush or play some special teams. I thought it was a great draft. And again, that's where the context comes in on, hey, is Jamin Davis, you know, is he in the 19th best player in the draft? Not in my opinion. But when you add in the fact that he's going to be working with Ron Rivera, I think that you kind of have more of a wait and see approach and, and kind of give him the benefit of, benefit of the doubt for how he has developed the position. I feel like there's a must watch team uh, every year, even if you're not a fan. Two years ago for me, it was the Browns. Last year, it was the Cardinals and the um, after the Hopkins trade and the Buccaneers. And just she's like, I got to watch every time this team's on the field. For me this year, I got to be honest, Ryan. It's Jacksonville. I mean, there's just too much going on down there. I don't agree with taking a back in the first round at all, ever. But it's certainly going to be exciting. And God forbid they draft or draft uh, signed Tim Tebow to play tight end as well with that whole conglomerate watching Lawrence, watching Urban Meyer. I think that's going to be a team for everyone to keep their eyes on this year. Yeah, no, I, I would I would definitely agree with you. Jacksonville is going to be very interesting. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a big personality now with uh, Coach Meyer leading them. And you have Trevor Lawrence, who best quarterback that I have ever evaluated. You know, I did not evaluate Andrew Luck. So for me, I, I think that he's. I think he's everything that he's billed as, and I, I would agree. The uh, Travis Etienne pick in the first round where you already have James Robinson on a rookie undrafted free agent deal was was a little odd, but I think they did have a, a pretty good draft otherwise, and they have a lot of, obviously, notoriety and a lot of fanfare that's going to be around the team now. So I, I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, I, I don't know how that, that marriage is going to work out long term just because Urban's, you know, hasn't had the best reputation of sticking around long enough at, at um, or sticking around long, I should say, and just, just in general at some places. But I really do think that they have at least the mix of being a really fun team to keep an eye on. NFL Draft Prospects Podcast. Check it out. Uh, and at Rise and Draft on Twitter. You can follow him there for all timely draft analyses and reaction. Ryan Roberts, thank you so much for joining us today, brother. Great information. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Of course. Always fun talking draft on the Branco Solutions hotline on the Chad Duke Show. If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at Monk's BBQ. That's at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. Sword day. Sword show. What's better than that? Nothing. We got some fun stuff planned. We're going to start stabbing each other. Uh, Tor, in that segment, do we get the part where I actually did stab you? Yes. Okay, good. All right. By the way, that's all a bit for the radio if anyone's listening and wants to get litigious. That didn't actually happen. I didn't actually break the skin on the young man. Of course, I cut myself, too. We're part of the knife cutter row now. The Cuddy Gang. I want to know how you're going to get past this knife. Feel the cold steel. <laughs> oh, here comes the knife. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. Uh, almost as much fun as supporting our sponsors. TLC Auto Detail. Guy Dave. 
absolute best. They're doing a big window tent deal right now. Friendos, it's getting hot outside. You know that. You don't want to have all of that heat and humidity in your car. Nah, maybe you can't afford remote start like Big Shoot can. Maybe you're ghetto driving around your grandfather's minivan like Gigantor is. Embarrassing, I know. Emasculating, yes. Here's what you need to do. Go to TLC. First of all, get a job. Then go to TLCAutoDetail.com. Uh, check out their services. If you mention the Chad Duke show when you head out there, you're going to get a discount on that window tent. You're going to get a discount on the ceramic coatings, paint protection film. Uh, what else? All their detailing services, whatever it is, uh, Dave's going to give you a nice deal because he loves the show and he supports the show. And so do you. So it is a perfect union. Go ahead and go to TLCAutoDetail.com or follow them on Instagram at TLCAutoDetail. They have a beautiful Instagram with lots of cool cars. So Dave's a mensch. Uh, support him. He supports the show. TLC Auto Detail. Oh, very good, Tor. Uh, well, this has been a very productive uh, free episode this week, is it not? It, it, it really has been. Uh, you got the best, probably one of the best parts of the show, Canon. Throughout the four months. It's going to change everything. Yeah. So, I mean, normally uh, the free shows, we'll sprinkle it around. Sometimes we'll save the best thing that's ever happened that week for the for the subscribers. Let that buzz do it. This was a legitimate best of of this past week. I think that we're going to start calling the show the Chad Duke show colon BS before swords. And then the Chad Duke show colon ASS after super swords. And I think that probably will be the line of demarcation in between the two. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So it's going to change everything. Right? It's going to change it's, there's, everything. There's nothing about the show that will ever be the same now that we have the ability to stab each other. And Tor, if you don't mind, may I? Yep. Ha! <laughs> oh, no. Would you? Oh, there's a big gash in the Come table. Come on now. Oh, you cut a button off. <laughs> Where's Demon? <laughs> I hope people are going back and listening to that segment. All right, very good. Tor, hit the music. <laughs> Hold on, let me set it up. Let me set it up. Never plugged in. You, it looked like someone hit that kid with a taser. <laughs> Uh, we did. We're not having a hoot nanny this week, but uh, the great Sonny Ledford. Here's a little treat for those of you that are listening to the free episodes. The great Sonny Ledford, of course, does all of the theme songs for the hoot nanny, penned by the way by yours truly. Um, but of course, his musical genius is going to do. I think he's done what ten different versions of this song tour. It's I think nine right now. This is my favorite. The this is the West Coast '90s hip hop version. Of the Chad Duke show Friday night Hootenanny theme song. And even though there is no Hootenanny this Saturday, uh, Friday, there might be in the future. And when there is, we will most assuredly play this version of the theme. It's, it's, undefeated. I, I have so much. Just undefeated. <laughs> Friday night, who's in a chair? 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 Friday night
My favorite part is that you can clearly tell he goes back and forth between like a Dre inflection and then a Snoop Dogg inflection. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking tremendous. Uh, please tweet at Sonny Ledford to let him know that he is uh, the best in the business. And we have some fun stuff worked out. We added, are you sure it's nine? We added another one last week too, remember? Pretty sure we're sitting at, it might be nine or ten. I think we need to recount that at the end of the show, but let's let's do that. All right, what a splendiferous way to go about uh, wrapping up the week of shows. Again, if you don't mind, there's more hijinks, there's more mirth, there's more jocularity to be found. Uh, you can go to at Chad Duke's show on Instagram or what uh, Facebook, and of course you can go to ChadDukeShow.com and subscribe. Get yourself some more entertainment in your life. Cancel Paramount Plus. Cancel HBO Max like Tor does every single week. Cancel Sirius. Cancel it. You didn't cancel it yet? Today's the day. I got to Today's I, the I, day I you cancel it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, can you imagine if you had to play like another 11 bucks? Oh my God. Better to die. All right. Uh, go subscribe to We appreciate all the support. All right, guys. A brand new episode on Monday. We'll meet you there at 2 o'clock. If the good Lord is willing in the creeks, don't rise. Roll out the trash cans.